Well, we're back at it again. Mental Health Mondays. What's up? I think this is the first uh, episode, though. It's like 001. Ooh. 001. You just pulled a Funk Flex? Yeah, basically. I had to, I had to take ah. that. I had to zone my mans real quick. Heard it. But yeah, man, we're back at it again with Mental Health Mondays. Hopefully, you know, this whole podcast eases your pain. You know, we ain't, we ain't trying to be out here, like, all depressed and all that. We just want to, you know, shed some light on the things that we go through, and hopefully it inspires you to keep pushing. You know, uh, I'm your host, as always, Brian Bennett. Uh, my co-host is here, Damir Rosegan. Whoa. Feel me? Two special guests, Ian Harpool. I'm going to say that again because the name sounds funny. Ian <laughs> Harpool. Hey, what's up? And it's your boy Carpe on campus. Yeah, yeah. To my left is uh, it's my little bro Sean Morrison. Never was your little bro. <laughs> <laughs> Not laughing. Yeah, right. You chuckling over there? Feel me? We can rumble. I don't think you. That wouldn't be a best decision. You smart dude though. You feel what I'm saying? It's always the radio personalities. <laughs> it's always them academics. So no. <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> She's trying to be the Joe Buddy. Yeah, right. Fuck out of here. Yo, I'm gonna wipe your side. <laughs> yeah, nah. That Big Mac good. I'm gonna wipe your side. But um, right. but yeah, you know, it's first and, Mac, well first done. and foremost, um, there's an event coming up this weekend, September 16th, from 4 to 9 p.m. It's called the Forward Forum. The forward forum. You need to you need to be there for that. For all my entrepreneurs, all my people that want to start a business, have a business, you can meet up with young professionals and experts in your career field. Again, that's the forward forum. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at I am Brian Bennett, Twitter at I am Brian Bennett, and it'll be in the link in my bio. Make sure you check that out. RSVP spots are limited, and food and drinks will be served. But um yeah, let's you know, on a lighter note, let's cut into the schedule. Basically, uh, you know, I guess you can say we all have a common enemy right now, which is in fact mental illness. Um, now that it may seem it may sound extreme for some, but that's exactly what it is. Like a mental illness is a health condition that disrupts a person's thoughts, emotions, relationships, and daily functioning. Now, I haven't really been to a doctor for formal diagnosis, but you know, you can put two and two together and, and, and I, I do have, you know, some of those issues, you know, as far as relationships and emotions and things like that go. But the real question is, how do we like remedy those, you know, situations or how, how can I remedy my situation or the things that I'm battling? Um, or is it is it an actual like, is there even a cure for whatever I'm dealing with? Or is this a, a lifelong battle that I'm forced to fight? Niggas out here getting like phone the, calls. They hate to eat an assistant bone. <laughs> <laughs> this is wicked. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, so um, you know how much you guys tell it, tell it, you know, the audience, which I, which I've been going through as as of late. Um, first, um, what's popping? Damir, aka Mir, aka Cashmere, just some kid underscore underscore on Twitter. Cashmere underscore underscore on Instagram, Master 28 on Snapchat. So, um, as far as like, what do you want me to say? 
basically um you know talk about your your your, your fight with mental illness like you know which whatever you're going through as far as like depression if you're down like what do you do like like what, what's going on with you all right so um for those um you know fuck i apologize for cursing but um so let's start during the summer um many of y'all don't know i mean many of y'all probably follow me on snapchat no i worked at amazon me and sean sean morrison another person that's on this um podcast right now mm-hmm. and um me personally i've just been struggling with depression my whole life since middle school you know um since i first uh it was a situation you know that happened when i lived in philadelphia and i was forced to move into delaware where i live now um started with my just my isolation from my family and just that's when my depression started um then you know moving to delaware anger problems depression just isolation didn't want to talk to nobody to this day i still don't talk to anybody about how i'm feeling or what's going on in my life it's just this is a big cause and effect so this summer i guess you could say me personally i'm just a person you know that doesn't you know that i like to hide my emotions you know i don't like letting people know that i'm down whether i am down or not you know um so you know i was just wearing masks so you know during during the summer we work late nights we lose it five to six six thirty to five a.m and you know wednesday through sunday to wednesday sunday to wednesday and amazon for those who don't know like amazon is just a domestic slavery (laughs) lack of better words (laughs) just open and opens place for you to just roam all you can do is think you by yourself my nigga so it's like me personally it's like um so what i've been battling was suicidal thoughts you know um i remember the one time sean was on vacation and like i was i was going through it bro and i remember i went home i just looked at myself i was like why am i here like what is my purpose like i don't want to be here because it's like it was so much stuff that was going on in my life i remember like i was sitting there and I remember I had texted LaShawn, for those who don't know, that's just, that is my ex right now, but over just some situations that's also happening too with this whole thing. And it was just like, I didn't want to be here. And I remember I wrote my note. I wrote, I'm sitting here writing a suicide note and I put it on Twitter. Nobody called it though. I put it on Twitter and I posted it. And I remember wow. like, um, but I deleted it like instantly. I remember I'm just sitting there and I had, for those who don't know, I'm on medication. Uh, I shake viciously. Like, I have bad tremors. Like, it's a whole bunch of just back in the day shit. I was about to guzzle all them shits, my nigga. And I remember I I came to Baltimore and I was just sitting in my bed and I was just like, I can't do this shit no more, you know? And, you know, it was, and that was like the last straw. Like, I didn't want to be here. To this day, I still, I still don't want to be here. But it's like, it's a fight that I gotta, you know, put on. You know, whether it's me getting help, and that's also the what was the downfall of my relationship, also, because it's like I had to get myself together. I was stressed, whatever the hell was going on with me. Um, but I mean, I don't know. So, like that's basically what I was just going through. It was just like, like, and it's just like only way that I seen through it was the, you know, just. <laughs> I guess 
talk it out but i'm not really the talker so i mean i just had to have a good back falling and i had a good back falling you know for the people that do know i the people that's gonna watch this podcast um only people that knew was my girl at the time my parent my mom doesn't even know because i don't really talk to my mom like that um y'all didn't know until obviously right now um or when we first recorded the rough draft um and just some monica of course and just some just some other there's numerous people but other than that it was just like i'm still going through the struggle right now like i wake up not wanting to be here you know just when it ended all you know and it's just like i don't even know bro but it's like i said it's a daily thing you just gotta it's just you just gotta fight you know and that's something that i'm just dealing with whether i gotta go talk to somebody go with but therapy doesn't really work for me because I just feel like when you're talking to somebody, they don't really care. It's like they're there just to give you just, you know, I guess you could say advice or just to listen. I don't really care about, like, you listening to my problems or anything like that. But, yeah, that's just it. But it's like what keeps me going is knowing that I have people here that, you know, really need me, you know, and what that would do to them. You know, even a lot of people see some people see suicide as selfish, but really you got to look at it from the person's point of view. It's like you don't know what they're going through in their head. You know, you don't know what they've been through. You don't know all that other stuff that they're going through. So, you know, it's like now now not to play devil's advocate or anything. Yeah, go ahead. You know, we also you know can't try to justify suicide in that way or in that light. Um, And. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I think that's kind of a touchy subject, but I mean, go ahead and just finish what you guys. Nah, go ahead. Say what you guys. No, nah, I mean, because like you know, you're saying that on one hand, people say that it's selfish, and however, what did it do for everyone else? Whatever it is, but then on the other hand, you're saying that it's not. It depends on what the person is going through. I mean, it's it's not. It's like both sides. Because I've heard. I've heard different opinions. Not saying that, like my my uh-huh. judgment and all of different opinions. Uh, obviously, it's not because I really could give a damn what like anybody would think. Uh-huh. But it's like I've seen people portray it as like, oh, you know, he doesn't know what this is going to do to his family, you know, or it's like, you know, you don't know what like his family is going to think about this, blah blah blah. Like my best friend in high school committed suicide because a shit that he was just going through, and it was like. He didn't go to my high school anymore. And then I remember I got on Twitter and I just see R.I.P. Dave, R.I.P. Dave, R.I.P. Dave. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, who the fuck is Dave? And I'm like, and I go on Facebook and his mom is posting my son, my son. I remember I just broke down. I was like, yo, I just see him like yesterday. It was like he was just going through so much stuff in his life. And it was just like the pain just ended. So it's like, but but that's the thing though. Yeah, but then but I know like I was real close with his family. Like his mom, my mom was cool and stuff like that. So I seen what it did to her, and that's what I meant like by like, you know what it does to the family. But right. at the time, it's like you're doing it like the whole selfish point of view is like, who are you doing it for? You're doing it because whether you're going through some pain, you know, or whatever it is, you know, and whatever that case may be. And that's what that's what the whole that's what I meant by the whole like selfish thing. Not like, you know, not in a way that made it seem like 
I, it was being selfish or anything like that but like that's what i meant by like the whole selfish point of view i'm still not getting it like all right so basically look so do you get what i'm saying so look I, maybe um so when it it, it kind of varies when like why a person would commit suicide right yeah. you know some people do it because they can't like they feel like you know like there's no like there's no light at the end of the tunnel they they right. feel like nothing is no, like no no good is coming anytime soon and then there's some people it's like i'm going through so much but i feel it affecting my family you feel what i'm saying so like i want to like in like my life so that they're fine mm-hmm. they don't have to deal with you know whatever it is that i'm dealing with right. well, like i don't want it to like you know you know tied over to in, into their right. like issues or whatever but i mean personally i can't really speak for any of it i mean but then that's like like i don't think suicide is charitable either like it just kind of is what it is like, yeah it's, it's, and i'm saying that i don't think that there should be well let me not say that because you know my thoughts are based off of who i am and who i've been raised to be and who i've allowed myself to be but um i will say that i can't justify suicide by saying that it does more for the person you know, I, I, it's, like, I it just can't. I mean, it's, I feel like you don't know because it's like it's an escape. Well, position, it, it's like, only but an escape to, to a certain extent, and you can't say that because you didn't commit suicide. Even yeah, it's so. Honest, so what I'm saying is, it's, it's like it's honestly I, in the I middle. just don't want it. Like I can't, I can't use like you know this voice to honestly sit there and, and, and justify advocate it. for it yeah. or anything. Yeah, because because it, yeah. it might you know help the person escape or release whatever pain it is. The whole point of it is to work through it, right? And that's because why the pain it. turns into muscle. So, you know, so it's like, I, I don't think that there should be, you know, I guess a comparison is with whether it's like selfish or not. It yeah, whether like, it's good or bad. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just a matter of like. I was just speaking from my it point being of view. What I it apologize. Is. Yeah. No, no, no. But I, I, I was just, no, yeah, I would no, say it's no, more no, of a, I, apologize. I, don't, I hate to use this term. I use it very lightly, but I'd say it's more of a lazy thing than a selfish thing. Ooh. That might have been a wrong like term. Like morally lazy. Like. I mean, that's a. <laughs> Like yeah, that's why I say I use it very, very a, lightly. Yeah, that's a controversial. Yeah, 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 I got you. Like, I got that's you. That's a controversial. I, I got statement. you. Truthfully, I can't. Or wait. impatient, impatient. I How about I that? I can't wait to see the like the backlash you'll get from that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is not going up there. I'm looking at now. <laughs> no, it is. No, no, it is. is. Oh no, it I'm is. off this. Uh, I didn't sign a release. Yeah, you should have uh, thought about it. Definitely. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't sign a release. This is your free will. Free will to speak. But um, I mean, you said you wanted to smoke up after. What would you say? I've never said that a day in my life. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Ian, uh, you know, talk about some of the, the, the demons that you face. Uh, demons, I got demons deep inside that will raise when confronted. Um, that was a Jay Z line, but um, I mean, as far as like life itself, like, <laughs> not get ahead, a problem man. with that, sir. Not get ahead, do your thing, man. Nah, I mean, you know, whatever, but I mean, life itself has its hardships, has its ups and downs. I mean, I'm kind of going through, you know, a I don't want to say a lot because that's relative to someone else, but I'm going through some things, learning some lessons, but life is, life's going to be okay. You know, um, I mean, I had issues before with, uh, with exes and, you know, people who I couldn't let go and felt like the only way to let them go was to let myself go. Mm-hmm. You know, I've definitely been in Damir's shoes, but, you know, looking back in hindsight, you know, that, you know, would have been one of the worst decisions ever because honestly, you know, had that made, had I made that decision at that time, you know, I, it wouldn't have led me to any relationships that I, you know, helped maintain and, um, you know, kind of tailored in such a successful way, I guess. 
um, things wouldn't have been able to play out the way that they did. You know, uh, I wouldn't have met a lot of the great individuals that I know to this day. Uh, moving forward in life, it's all smiles. On my good days, I'm good. On my bad days, I'm good. Life is good. You know, great to be breathing air for another day. I'm a little congested right now. Everybody pray for me. Pray for my uh, my physical health as well my, as well as my mental health. Yeah, no, yeah. I definitely feel you. Mr. Morrison, um, can you speak on it? Well, personally, let me just say, um, I mean, I was working with Dimeir over <clears throat> over the summer at Amazon. Same shift, same hours, every day. Um, it's kind of crazy to me that you could be with a person every day and not know what they really going through. Yeah, I feel you. And um, I should always... Also say, Amazon was the place um, where, like, I was a picker. So all you have to do for ten hour shift, you have no phone, you can't talk because they want you on a a strict um, picking rate. That it's like you can't talk to anybody. So all it is is your thoughts. So you're either gonna go in there with a positive, um, with positive energy, and think. About good things for 10 hours Or you're gonna spend that 10 hours Drowning in your thoughts And Um Yeah hearing that It's, it's kinda shocking Cause I was with him every day We would talk about things But you never know what really People are going through But me personally Um I went through something similar Um I didn't have quite Suicidal thoughts But I struggled with not feeling good enough my whole life. Um, I come from a family where everybody has their own success. Nobody works a regular job. Everybody works for themselves. Everybody has passive passive income down to my little brother. Um, Everybody in my house is a published author. Everybody in my house has their own business. But I was coming home from college and working at Staples. While everybody else was asleep, making five times as much, five times as much money as I was, and I was feeling like I just wasn't good enough for the family that I was raising, and I honestly been feeling like that since middle school also. So I was battling with, you know, um, for the people who know me, I'm a jokester, funny guy, I lighten up the room. But um, I was talking to Brian Dimer the other week about it, and I was telling him that I felt like it was like a like a mental halfway house to whereas like during the day I was me who I wanted to be but at night there was no sleep involved sometimes crying myself to sleep even though I knew that there was light at the end of the tunnel but everybody around me was successful all my friends were successful <coughs> big internships good jobs making a lot of money and I was working at Staples and Amazon 40 hours a week 40 plus hours a week slaving while everybody was you know moving forward in their career and I'm in college just like they are but I'm just not doing what they're doing and it got to a point where I was talking to somebody and that was the first time I told anybody like I was going through it for like eight years but it got so bad as to I went to work one day I was working I was working for my parents and it happened to be nobody at the office that day and my dad was taking me to work, and he like, yo, are you good? And I'm like, yeah, I'm straight. 
But that was the only time nobody was at the office. So then when he left, it's like I had a, a anxiety attack. Like it was crazy. Like I was going crazy. And after that, that I felt like it was like that was like my breaking point. Like I'm not an emotional guy, but like in that office by myself, I remember I went crazy scream like i was really going through it and so i just text my i didn't want to call my mom because i couldn't do it because i was living in the house with her and she didn't know nothing that was going on so i text her mom i've been going through this for seven years i don't i feel like this i feel like that i feel like that and she was distraught because like my son is going through this under my roof and i wasn't even attentive enough to realize it but that was that made me you know real moody i would have mood swings there were even times where i was up at night scared to go to sleep because my chest was was beating so hard i'm like dang if i go to sleep like am i really gonna wake up so i would stay up like on some yeah i'm not going to sleep because i really don't know if i'm gonna wake up and it wasn't until i really um, I'm still in the process of overcoming, but it wasn't until I really uh, uh, took someone's advice and decided to attack those demons, as we say, and deal with it at the root with my family, who I really felt that I wasn't good enough for. And so when I talked to them, I started feeling better. At Amazon, my thinking switched. Like, I realized once I start telling people about it, my thinking switched, and... Um, I started thinking again. Um, my mind was foggy, but then I could, I was thinking again. My ideas were flowing again. I felt like myself again. It's still sometimes where I still feel like I am not good enough. I still wake up in a slump, and I'll just stay in the crib all day, but nobody ever noticed it because it was a facade. My happiness was literally a facade. My jokes and all that was literally a facade, and that's why I was doing so much of it. And then I would go home and be miserable, like a prison. And so, I mean, my advice to anybody is just, you got to deal with it. That's partly why I started um, a millennial publishing company. Because um, I'm working on my book also to, you know, help people in similar predicaments get through their problems because that's what brought me through it or started bringing me through it was talking about it and sharing it with the people who the real problem was which was my family and that's really it but it definitely happens more than more than it should definitely yeah man um as for me uh this is brian speaking if you can't tell um I am the last of three boys. Um, both of my parents are in my life. Uh, they've been married for like, God damn, they've been married for longer than I've been born. Um, basically, my brothers, uh, my oldest brother started college, but he, he didn't finish. Um, he's married with children now. My second brother, He's uh he didn't he didn't choose to go to college at all. Um I am the last one out of the three. 
I basically have the family on my back. And boy, when I tell you this shit is tough, this shit is tough. Um, you know, uh, damn, sometimes I, I, I feel like, you know, sometimes you have those spurts where you feel like you can do anything in the world. And I do get those. But then the other times, it's just like, motherfucker, you, you're not capable of anything. You feel what I'm saying? Like, things are, like, at, le- at least for me, things are extremely tough. Um, and I don't know, like, it's, it's tough having a family on your back. Everybody rooting for you, saying you can do it, saying you the greatest, you the, like, you the best out of the three. Like, you're like, like, damn. Like, when I tell you that, like, hearing that, like, hearing it, like, my dad is my best friend So hearing it from my father's Like mouth himself Like It's touching It really is It like It'll make me break down in a second But I like At Like Most times I feel like I'm not living up to that I feel like mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing I feel like I'm I'm basically lost out there in the world Like I'm, I'm basically lost at sea You know I, I have no clear conscience of Where I want to be Like where What I want to do I'm basically Swimming against sharks Um So With that being said Like Um I, w- I would say like I have I have spells Where I get depressed You know No question But my biggest thing is Um Is a breakdown Like at any given moment I could just be hit in the face With everything that's going wrong Or everything that I feel Is going wrong in my life And it'll just tear me up It'll eat me you know, eat me up from the inside out. Um, and yeah, man, like it. Even with that being said, like you know, it doesn't. When I get to that point, it doesn't matter who tells me how great I am or who tells me, you know, how great I'm doing. It's like, I mean, y'all, what do y'all see that I don't see? You dig what I'm saying? Like, what do my parents see? What does my family see that I'm not able to see for them to believe that I can really bring the family to a higher status? Cause they see you doing something at such a young age that they probably wasn't. Yeah, but even even in that, it's like, like I feel like shit. Like yeah. I feel, yo, it, it's like that's because it's not cut out for you yet. Like I was just thinking about that the other day, though. Like it's just not cut out yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like you're cut for it, but it's mm-hmm. not cut for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you got to go out there and kind of like go through the changes because mm-hmm. like you really literally making your own lane. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So like career day is not going to come and you're going to be like, I want to do this and I want to do that. It's like, you're nah, I'm going to do yeah. this and I'm going to do that within this. You know yeah. what I mean? And this shit is crazy because it's like I'm old enough to know what the fuck I should be doing, right. but I'm young enough to where is that like I feel like I ain't doing shit yet. Right. Exactly. That shit is horrible. And that's the problem I was facing because here I am, I got a house. It's I, it was five of us, you know. My mom, my stepdad, my older sister, my little brother, me. My little brother was a published author at 13 years old. Um, and my sister was a published author at 17 years old. My mom has 10 plus books, published books. You know, own business, works for herself, comes and goes, wakes up when she wants, travels when she wants. Everybody else has the freedom to do what they want. And when they go to places and I can't get off work, I'm home alone. But I'm in school 
I'm starting to go in the right direction, but it's just not moving fast enough. So when, right. <laughs> like, it wasn't a jealousy thing in my family because I love my siblings to death. But when it was seen, like, like you could feel people looking at you, like, okay, yeah. they're doing this, they're doing this. Now what are you doing? Right. And that's really how I felt. Yeah. And it was really a hurt piece because you know. It was nothing to show for it. Like, like the Facebook shout-outs would be different. Like, yeah, my 13-year-old son got a book, you know, production company. My daughter travels around. She, uh, from country to country, speaking to you. Then it's like Sean made on. It's like Sean's in college. <laughs> yeah. Right. You yeah. feel me? That's, that's, but, that's tough to live up to. But in my mind, I got a whole plan in my head. It's just not coming to fruition right away. So I was... I was really battling that. Like, I'm talking about, I was really crying myself to sleep, but nobody would ever notice because I would come on campus, make jokes, lighten up everybody's mood. I was the person who people talked to about their problems, but that's where I was getting my joy from. From me helping other people with their problems when it was like, I got to deal with my own. Yeah, you got problems of your own, yeah. And it was eating away at me. Like, I never thought I would be the person to have a mental breakdown. Like, Like, I really was in the office going forward like mm-hmm. and i never did that before i never saw myself doing it i never ever ever thought in a million years that i would be that guy yeah and everything was cloudy but now like like i said now i started dealing with it mm-hmm. at the root like not telling my friends that but dealing with it where i felt it first in my family where i right. didn't feel good enough where i didn't feel apart where i didn't feel like i should be a part of the family i just felt like Okay, I'm gonna just go start my own life and let y'all just be the happy family that y'all yeah. are. Yeah, that's really how I felt. Like I don't fit this family. I wasn't. I'm not good enough to be in this family. Yeah, I mean, I kind of struggle with like even mm-hmm. a similar thing because like yeah. <clears throat> you know, with my father, like you know, people say who, him being him, but whoever he is, what you know, he's a great man to me, a great father, and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's you know, first and foremost. But um, you know, like just growing up, I always just felt a sense of urgency to like kind of get out there because you know it would be a joke you know for his friends to say oh you're next in line right and then like i'd say yeah you know it was a joke to them but i was really serious you know what i mean and not only that but i still felt that every time i saw them you know it was still a a certain obligation a certain expectation Mm -hmm. that like i'm like i'm next in line and Mm -hmm. i love to do what we do you know pr and marketing and media and everything um but i think i just pushed myself a little early that might not be a bad thing yeah you know it kind of you know, rooted uh, a lot of issues, you know, and mm-hmm. a lot of uh, ups and downs and hardships and things that I probably shouldn't have even take, taken on at that, you know, such a young age. Exactly. But the fact that I did is, you know, neither here nor there. So definitely, you know, I understand what you're talking about, dealing with that. Um, and I, I, I want to say I, don't, I never feel good enough because it's like, I mean, you know, my father's as old as he is. He's my father. He's supposed to be, you know, like doing something you know what i mean so like mm-hmm. for me like it wasn't like a i gotta feel as good as my father does because it's like okay he's had you know so many years before me on earth so mm-hmm. i shouldn't even have to but like you know siblings and everything like i mean yeah i had the siblings and everything that was still older but in my head it's like all right cool like i'm just gonna wait my turn mm-hmm. and i was waiting my turn but i'm still over here killing it you know what i mean so yeah. i'm killing it on a 16 year old level or mm-hmm. I'm, you know what i mean like i'm killing it on 18 year old level and like now you know being a grown man it's like all right you're 20 bro yeah 
You can't be killing on a 20-year-old level. You got to kill on an adult level. And that's how I was feeling. Period. Like, if you're going to be in this business, this, this, whatever, if you're going to get an LLC and you're going to do what you're going to do, like, then you have to be do in, it, yeah. in, in you gotta, the you Shark just, Tank. You just got to be a top dog. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's no more amateur, you know, golf Exactly, classes. and I wasn't. It's just straight, yeah, it's, it's, go for it. Like, like, once you get to a certain age, there's no more passing it back, like, good job. It's right. like, the fuck are you doing? You posted yeah, it. Like, 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 if anything... Yep. You you are where you are. Good job for getting exactly. it. Why are you not higher? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, it's, what's crazy is my mother used to say this. Like, I, I could come home with like a 98 on the test. Why you ain't get a hundred? Right. Easy. Like you she got would, a 98. Would, why didn't you get? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like now why did why didn't you get a like, hundred? They, they don't ask why why did you get a 98 or why didn't you get a hundred because they wanted you to get a hundred. They got they actually why didn't you get a hundred? Because you just could because get it. it's like if you know what you did wrong. I mean, whether you did it or not, that's cool. But the next time you go in there, you got to know what you did to get that's those other fact. two points. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, that's kind of like the mentality that our parents are trying to put into yeah. us. And I swear I never, like, got that. You know what I mean? Like, even get my own house, telling people, like, don't bounce the balls in the living room. Like, whatever. It's like, yeah. that stuff, you know, it costs money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, tiles in your kitchen. You yeah, over here jumping and screaming. And just, you know, like, you got to replace that tile when it cracked. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, know, you guys need to replace so, one in your kitchen. Yeah. That, that's what I'm talking about yeah. Like you know what I mean Not that's to say that anybody fact. did it It was just like I think for me It was worse <laughs> because My sister graduated with honors So mm-hmm. I already had that Okay now you gotta be A good student She Was her own person You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying She graduated Master's degree 23 Her own business She makes her own money She doesn't work A regular job And then I got My little brother mm-hmm. Who came out the womb Making money It's like Dang, and it was like a like I like I appreciate it now because he keeps me on my toes. Everything he do was like, all right, yeah, bro, we're gonna be lit, like da 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 da. But like you not really seeing the twelve year old really making real income that could really change his life. Like I'm talking about, we would be on vacation if he don't want to sit and coach. Mm. He would say, Dad, can you take five hundred? I might like. So it's like. Dang, I'm still yeah. Mom's still paying for my meal <laughs> yeah, in the airport. Right. Like you feel me? Like, yeah. and so I was just that kid in the background. So, so people right. always ask me when my parents went places when everybody else would go but me, like to different events and stuff out of the state because it was like I didn't feel like because I didn't have no accomplishment to tell. But I'm in college and mm. yeah. that's normal. You feel me? But I'm not. I don't have. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it got it. It got it. It got to kind of feel. It got to kind of feel like. Kind of wild because you're the older brother. You feel what I'm saying? Like I'm the older brother, middle child, older. oldest boy. Yeah. yeah, and it was bad because everybody actually, you know, some people would try to be facetious <laughs> and say, "Yeah, I'm like, younger. how do you feel about your little brother yeah. doing yeah. this, doing this, and that?" <laughs> trying to, yeah. trying to, and try to make me be jealous. But mm-hmm. it was like, I love my little brother. Word. I'm gonna help him if right. you feel me. So anything he need, mm-hmm. yeah, I got from. Even if you feel me, my stuff is taking longer. It wasn't until I realized that, like, I had my own lane and I wasn't the same as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, I tried to fit into the mold of them. I couldn't do it. It's just, it's not me. Mm-hmm. So until I recognized, okay, this is what Sean is good at. Right. This is what he's going to continue to good at. I can't be Matthew. Mm-hmm. I can't play the piano. Bro. I, like, you feel me? I'm not... So I'm not about to just try to get paid playing the piano because yeah. he do it so we could be a musical family. It's like, right, uh, right. it's not me. You got to find so, your own lane. Exactly. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Um, I feel like, well, I, I, let me not say I because I do feel like it, but I feel like it's 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 something that's highly coveted, but we, we don't really speak on it. Why do you think 
like our community disregards or looks away from addressing issues with mental health? I think, <clears throat> sorry about that. I think you can't free a slave unless they know they're a slave. Okay. okay. Elaborate a little bit for those, you know, those out there. Well, Harry Tubman could have freed 10,000 more slaves if those 10,000 knew they were slaves. And the reason I say that is because <clears throat> we can't address an issue that we don't know is there. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the thing about mental health is that, and I don't know a whole lot about mental health, so I won't try to sit here and fake like I'm some type of doctor or however it is, but yeah. I didn't know that I was struggling with mental health until mm-hmm. I saw someone else being a lot happier than I was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so like when you see it in the in the contrast, and I mean someone that looks like me that came from where I came from that mm-hmm. does what I do, yeah. and they're just happy about life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So once I saw that, I didn't want to say, oh, there's a problem within me. I just knew it was like, okay, maybe there's an extra step that he's taking, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, to become mm-hmm. happy. Yeah. And, you know, and once you start to, like, you know, take some 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 digging deep within yourself and finding out, you know, what's going on and, you know, what needs to be done, mm-hmm. you know, now you're like, all right, cool. This is what, it's, this is, what it is. This is what I'm going to do to get there. This is who I'm going to help have helped me. This is who I'm going to help in the process. Mm-hmm. And that's the best part about it, too, helping in the process. You know, while I'm going through a lot of stuff and while Demir's going through a lot of stuff, like, he's on the podcast. He's talking to other people, whoever's hearing this, <clears throat> that can, uh, you know, reach back and touch back. Um so it's like each one teach one. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, so your question was like, how do we teach mental health? Or no, nah, it's like, why do why do you think we do it? Oh, how do we? Well, I feel like do why, do, why, just, do we, why do you think we disregard it? Or a lot oh. of people just don't like talking about it. Yeah. Like me I, personally, I know me. I've been dealing with this for a while, and it's just like right now, I feel like it's build up, and like me, I feel like I could carry a lot on my back, mm-hmm. and then now it's exactly. like. Boom! Yeah, like all that you stuff feel like just, all right, like I'm good. one thing after yeah. next, and then yeah. I just I remember it was the beginning of school year. I got hit with so much, like mm. you know, like I'm dealing with my housing situation. Yeah. Niggas about to get yeah. evicted. Like yeah. I don't know where I'm about yeah. to go. Hella stuff is happening. Yeah. Bread. I'm I don't got a job right and now. Then, and it was just like yeah. I just got hit, and it was just like, mm. damn. Yeah. And then now it was just like I got stuff from past family dying, father getting killed, yeah. um, some other stuff, and it was just like. Now you breaking down. Now you feeling the hurt from when you was in sixth grade mm-hmm. and you got kicked out yeah, your house. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. now, because I promise you, I lied to you. I've never cried. I didn't cry when my dad was killed. I didn't cry when all my family members got killed in the past. I lost He's like. Away at you, yeah. Yeah, so like, I still haven't cried. I feel as though I still am not over that shit. Nah, it's I, like, I it, broke down. I don't think I don't think it's I don't think not crying is not about it's not about you being over and not I being over it. Cry. It's more so nah, and it's like I shed a tear too, but it's more so like I we're cry. conditioned not to cry. Because well, emotion yeah, then, is a sign of weakness. So if you Yeah, exactly. that's how we as a black community, if you think of somebody who's crying because they depressed, it's like, yo, you you you're nuts. Yeah, like, right. yeah. What you doing? You like like you're less than like everybody else. You're less than a man. This is the thing. This is and that might have answered the question of why we disregard, you know mental health is because it's like well uh, i think i lost it but like like how you were saying it like, may, if you got depression like oh well because maybe we don't know that like those are i don't want to say issues but those are like situations that can be helped if they were just you know a little bit more nurturing you yeah. know what i mean because like i think we're reversing the effect when we say oh you you're depressed or oh you have this and you have that and mm-hmm. like 
that can kind of eat away at the person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I really don't know what to do with this because no matter what I do, even if I go to try to turn for help, mm-hmm. people are still turning back, you know, around during, you know, after those counseling sessions, like, yo, this nigga got depression or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I, I, th- I don't know, man. I feel like, yo, it's kind of no. like, like, it's like pride, then it's like confidence, and then it's like, you gotta think about mental health. Nah, like, it's a, it's a holy really, pride. In order to really dive into your like your own mental health, you have to like go to where that problem is from. And a lot exactly. of people aren't That's willing to said. share I, that. Like I, I personally might not even root. be willing to share that if but you guys it, weren't my friends or if we weren't, you know, in this situation. But it may not even be like it's something that you can dig deep in. Cause I feel like, yo, all jokes aside, the mentality that where it's like you gotta keep pushing along. It's no time to like think about the hurt you've been through. Mm-hmm. I think that stems from like slavery, bro. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Like I like we couldn't well, yeah, we couldn't divulge into our issues and problems. We mm-hmm. had to keep on living, keep on working, and, yeah. and keep pushing for the I mean, next that's day. That's even that's even today that. But you know even I, mean? like, I okay. but that's just the perpetuation of that mm-hmm. system. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like it it probably is you like know, it stems so far yeah. so far back. We can't really address it, but we gotta break that cycle though. Right. Yeah, like and for me, I didn't start my path to mental freedom. Ooh, Until I, like I told that. my family that, hey, it started with y'all. I felt like I wasn't a part of this family. And what it did to them, it tore them up, especially my mom and my stepdad, because it's like, like I have good parents. I have a great foundation. But yeah. but as a, I felt like as a parent, when he heard that their son was going through something that, that bad, and he wasn't sleeping, and he was scared to go to sleep because he didn't know if he was gonna wake up because his heart was palpitating, like mm-hmm. all that. That made my mom go crazy. My little brother called me, "Yo, bro, what's wrong? What happened? Why is mom crying in the shower? Like she's going crazy." I'm like, "Bro, I'm gonna talk to you." You know, when I go home, but my stepdad, but my stepdad is a man's man, so he's not about to show too much emotion. He broke down because, like, I felt like an inconvenience. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everything they had to do was for me. I couldn't. If I had to come to Baltimore and meet my advisor, I had to. Hey, mom, you know, yeah. can you give me twenty three dollars for the mega bus? You know, yeah. I'm twenty years old. Like you feel me? Yeah. So I felt like I was living like I was sixteen still. So that was like as a growing man, you about to you twenty one, twenty about to be twenty one. You like yo? What are you doing when you see people who twenty one? It's like. But I was putting too much pressure as my, on myself when it just wasn't my time. Like, the mm-hmm. people who are rich at 21, it was their time. You just got to wait for your time. But, yeah, until I dealt with it with at the root, like, I told a couple of my friends, you know, my older brother. But until I dealt with it at the root with my family, with my siblings, like, where it all started, I wasn't getting sleep. Because I was telling other people, but it just, it's like, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna pray for you. Yeah, it was but nothing. It was nothing they can actually do because they, they didn't. Do. They didn't really start you with that feeling. Yeah, and then when I told my family, it made me still feel bad because they're apologizing for something that they didn't do. Yeah, because it wasn't intentional. But they're pa- yeah, like- but apologizing for being great. I'm like, no, don't apologize. I just got to catch up, like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, just under, just understand what. I'm Yeah, going just through. understand because like, yeah, it's, it's no response needed. Just understand. You yeah. know what I'm saying that's why I told like that's why I want the people that that hear this don't listen to like respond to the people that you know going through it. If you're going through it, just understand that you know people of all shapes, sizes, colors, you know frames, whatever. We all deal with you know similar situations. So, in understanding what we deal with, you know more people will learn to understand what you you deal with. And just be there. Yeah, just be there. Just like be, that's really all I needed. You from yeah, but but certain people are different. Like I don't like yeah. I I don't I don't necessarily need you to tell me I'm great. Yeah, 
cool. That like I appreciate yeah. that and all that. But I just need you to like, even if I don't want to open up to you, just like just rock with me. Like just be there if I need you. Nine times out of ten, like you know where I'm at, I'm still like early on in my my um battle with it, so I don't really talk too much. Yeah, me but if but if I need you, I expect you to be there. You feel exactly. what I'm saying? Like that that's that's all it is. Like And one thing about me, I don't know if it's y'all too. I hate being asked, Are you okay? That makes eh. everything worse. That pisses me Yo, off. Yo, you know what's crazy? I just had that Especially conversation if you with my mom. Damn well no, I'm not okay. <laughs> Do not ask me if I'm okay. You good? Like, like come on. I'd be like, I just be, and you see that. But like, that's you like, what you made good, me bro? break down. Cause nah, my dad was in the car, like, are you okay? Yeah, and then you keep and asking. I'm already about to break down, but I don't want nobody to see. And you keep yeah. asking. So he like, you okay? are you okay? You okay? And as soon as he wait, left, I broke down. But that's not. Crazy. But that's a good topic, like talking point. So, yeah. what do you say to the person that's not okay? Like, what do you Just say to them? Be there. Like, if you see me going through something, don't you don't have to ask. You be like, I mean, you could, I don't need to be coddled. Like, no, exactly. Nah, that's nah, the thing. So it's really that's a conflict thing. of interest. I don't want you to ask yeah. you, am I okay? But I don't want you to baby until I come to you. If I don't come to you, then. But just be around. When I, I got friends like, like that, I just be like, all right, hit me. Like, hit me if you need me. Yeah, like, yeah. there it is. Hit me if you need me. Don't ask me if yeah. I'm okay. But nine times out of ten, you ain't really about, take that, you ain't about you to hit me if you need me. I'm right. That's, that's right. what I'm saying. <laughs> but at like, least you know that that person but you is have, there, technically. Now, anytime you need to talk to somebody, you're going to hit that person. Probably not. Probably not. But you got to leave your head. Probably not. Yeah, but you may because. Right. You never know. It wasn't to the point where I couldn't take it by myself. I had to release it. Like, it got to a point where, like I was saying, I was really in the bed sitting up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I go to sleep early. Yeah. I wake up early. I go to sleep early, wake up early. I was up. And I was working nights. So I just wasn't sleeping. Like, you mm. feel me? I would come home and just sit up in my bed. No TV, nothing on, no music. Phone. I didn't throw my phone. Like, I didn't, I didn't been going through it. My parents like, you good? You hungry? No, I'm not eating. Why? You just worked an 11-hour shift. I'm good. Word. Close my door They don't know what to do They don't know what's wrong with me They just know Yeah cause I mean like Sean's in a bad mood But I'm they don't say, know Yeah it'll be a Yeah to parents It's a bad mood You give your child space And that's what it is It's hard It's, it, it's honestly hard And I can understand like It's, it's really hard The next time they open it It's nah. somewhere else You know what I mean that's, Like that That would be the worst feeling In the world Yeah It would But but it's nothing It's really nothing When you can yeah, do But your child you doesn't Really want to let you going in going through this You know what I'm saying You yeah, can't right. You can't prepare for nothing You don't know Like my mom was distraught like I'm talking about, my mom came immediately, got the shower, picked me up from work, and she just cried that whole day because it was like a. Like I, I want say, you to know that I love you and that you're just as smart say, and I'm just as proud as you as everybody else. But I I, I could get I could get just, why she was feeling like that because like yeah. you know as a parent I'm not a parent but I could you know. Yeah, it's a simulation. Everything. You're yeah. supposed to know everything. You that should, the kid yeah. Is you should through. be able to know like what right. you like, but but I could I could get I can it. Understand like, yo, cause we all yeah. go do we all go through different. I was things, I can understand because it's like I could feel that. Like if I was to tell my mom like what I've been going, me and my mom don't talk like that. So Destro- it's like exactly. me and my mom we the have crusher. a relationship, but it's like our relationship butts heads a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's like for like we don't talk a lot. So it's like for me to just come up and be like, yo, mom, like I want you to know, like I used to not want to be here. One, like you said, she would just be distraught. One, like, why did I know my kid was going through this? Yeah. Two, it's like, why didn't you tell me? And three, is like, it's this is anger. this is the point of yeah. our relationship. Like, why is it at this point? Exactly. And why it's did like, it get to this? I feel as though, How? like, yeah. yeah. And it's like, I don't know. And that's where from there, my mom like, yo, I want you to, I want to be more a and part it. of your life. And that's why, like, when I brought my mom around, because after that conversation, it was like, yo, I want to be more a part of your life. I want to know. 
You feel me? I want to yeah. know certain things. So, mm-hmm. so I'm not blindsided because, like, seeing my mom like that, it made me not even want to be depressed no more. Like, cause like seeing my mom cry, I know it's all males in here, and they see that hurts. Like, you feel me? Like that's just a pain that you just don't want, cause you feel like it whatever made her cry, I need to end it. Like, yeah, you feel me? Yeah, but it, exactly. It's, like make like seeing her cry is one thing, but like you know, knowing she's disappointed, like yo, when I know my when I see my parents are disappointed, that shit is even worse. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. They could they could cry because you know they stubbed their toe or something. But if mm-hmm. my parents are disappointed, bro, that shit eats me alive because it's like damn, like I fell short somewhere, or yeah. or like you know something, some somebody fell short. I'm not gonna hold you. But so I was feeling like a constant disappointment. I'm not gonna hold you. So this is time in high school. You know, I went to a white high school, so it was like there was this time when. We talking in this class, and we like this. Uh, all the black kids are like, yeah, I remember when my parents used to beat me. This, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. This white girl put her hand up. She like, my parents never hit me a day in my life. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool. You don't understand. She's like, my parents' disappointment is more than enough for me. So then I'm thinking, I'm like, nah, I'd rather my mom be disappointing me than beat me. Nah, but then I'm thinking about, I'm like, that disappointment, that, that shit's shit, real. That shit's bro. a killer, bro. Because but when they're truly disappointed, like I had a time. I wouldn't want to get hit. This either, past but. summer, where <laughs> I did something, we not really about to, you know. Yeah, we don't got to divulge. But <laughs> my parents were really disappointed. Like it was to the point. Like my mom was like, "I can't be. I can't believe that you would do this to me." Right. And that right there was like, it's, damn. Yeah, because it's like they set up. They like they had a certain expectation of you, and you didn't meet it. At all, that, nowhere close, and that shit sucks. Or you did something that would put that in danger. Like yeah. the parents are supposed to lay the foundation, and then you mm-hmm. do the rest. You build the house. So let me ask y'all a question. Go ahead. What, mm-hmm. what brings you peace in your time of darkness? Like, like darkness, darkness, and what do you mean darkness? Like physically, like being in the dark. Yeah, okay. I don't like light, so it's like You're I a like vampire. I like being like back home. Like I have uh, blackout curtains, so it's like I just like being in the dark, playing two K. Listening to music, got you, and just, just who do you, who a, you listen to? Who do you listen to? I have a slow jam playlist. Yo, you know what's crazy? Um, shout out to Logic, man. Yeah, did y'all see Logic song about um? Yeah, mental that health. shit was yeah. fire, bro. His song about mental health. Yeah, I, yo, look, guys, I listen. I urge you to like listen to that, that song. I believe it was like the the song is named the actual hot suicide hotline one 373 Yeah, yeah. Like, make sure you guys listen to it. When like, I heard that, I was like, damn, I got to fuck crazy. With Logic. But yeah, like. Just slow jam. Play 2K. Truth. Shout out to the DMV. I was about to say 2K. Where's he from? Uh, he's Gaithersburg. From, yeah. He's from Maryland. Uh, Maryland. Oh, okay. Gaithersburg. That's yeah, but sick. yeah, it's like 2K really like so playing games. So let me ask you a question. You in a different heads. I feel you. Go you ahead. Trash, so you right. You said darkness, you. slow jams, and 2K in a time of darkness made you feel joy. No, it, it sounds like a. It sounds it's like not, a huge. Listen, it's not. It's, it's not, not really joy. It's like it leveled them out. It, it leveled me out because okay. it's like. Yeah. So I, the it, slow jams didn't affect you negatively. Because I'm not even gonna hold you when I play 2K. I like listening to slow jams too because it, it. I don't like listening to hype shit anyway. I don't. Maybe maybe but it's, it's maybe like the show, slow jams is more so like it puts them in his bag. Like, and then you gotta, gotta realize, do better. Slow jam slows your heart down. When you listen to fast shit like it, I learned it from track because it's like when you when you're pregame you don't listen to hype shit because it's pumping your heart. You want to keep your heart as calm as possible. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you listen to slow jams, mm-hmm. it's like your heart's calm. Mm-hmm. So it's like it when I'm listening to music, I, if I'm feeling down, I don't want my heart being hype. Because like if my heart start pounding, I'm going to start freaking yeah. out and yeah. acting up. So it's like if my heart is chill and I'm going, I'm calm down playing 2K, 
blah blah blah, just chilling out. My phone be on do not disturb, just chill out. Mm-hmm. I'm good as long as nobody. Mm-hmm. And I hate being bothered, so it's like my door shut. Don't come talk yeah. to me. So and if see, I'm in my if I'm in my zone, my my mom. That's the whole thing with my mom. It's like she would think that I'm blowing her off, but it's like I don't know what to say to you. And it's like when you coming at me, I don't want to talk. She's like, why don't you want to talk to me? I'm in my, yeah, but I don't I don't know how to explain it to her. I don't you know just, how to explain. Be listen, like, mom, I'm depressed. Like you I don't just gotta know. say it. I, that you you know, all jokes aside, sometimes the best way to say yeah, something okay, okay. is not to try to filter it. Just okay. say it. And then I'm we did. I used to go to counseling. Blah blah. blah. Counseling doesn't really work for me because I don't. I tried it at what is that the little little psychological joint on campus? They just listen and it's just like Dr. Briscoe. So no, but I, I mean, like for me, it was completely different. For me, I would come home from work depressed. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, I would light a blunt. you scroll that thing. I up. would light a blunt. I would. It depends on how I was feeling. Like right. you know what I'm saying. If I was just didn't know what was going on, I just felt like yo, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. I would light a blunt and just relax. You know what I'm saying. If I was feeling like I'm not good enough, yeah. I was trying to because I really believe that. Like what you, what you absorb in your ear gates is really powerful. Like you know what I'm saying. So I was listening to motivational stuff, just trying to, you feel me. This, this, this. You are this. You are that. So I can just, cause I was feeling not good enough. So I was listening to the complete opposite of how you, I felt. Yeah, you was trying to. You was searching for what would make you good enough. Exactly. Okay. And it would work for a little bit, but then once I stopped. I would go back into, like I said, it was a mental halfway house. I was good on the day. Yo, that's a, yo, yo, no bullshit. That's From, a great comparison. Not From, even that. It's an even better book title. Mm-hmm. <coughs> even better book title. Trademark that. I was I about to say it. right now. I'm your new manager, 20%. <laughs> I can dig it. Yeah, I like 25. That. But no, that's really how it was. I was out. Are you serious? <laughs> yo, yo, shout out to the bull, Carpe. Blowing yo, his nose. Blowing his nose, man. That was wild. That was heinous. Anyway. Yeah. Um, he's crazy for that one. But anyway, um, yeah, that's how it was. I was the guy who was really, if it's tension in the room, I'm coming down. Two people's beefing. I'm making jokes to lighten the tension. I'm gonna make jokes with both of y'all just so y'all both can laugh. Like you right. feel me? Right. I was helping everybody. I was the jokester. I was, you feel me? Use that the bl- guy. Use the blast blind. All right. <laughs> but it was a facade. Oh, man. Like it was the it was a complete facade. Cause as soon as I go home from school, I'll be tight the whole day. Yo, so wait, um, what I was about to say. So Ian, let's hear let's hear what brings you you know peace in your you know time of dark time of darkness. I create. Yep. Right, I smoke on. a roach. That's actually not my lifestyle anymore. What? It, wait, wait, nah. We're not even gonna get into that. Shout out the last week. I don't want to expose. <laughs> it. I don't want to expose him on air. Nah, but all jokes aside, what do you mean create? Like, let's be real. So um, wait, wait. So basically, what you're saying is, when you're down, you just go harder at work. Yeah, channel the energy. Okay. Um, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's not always tangible. Yeah. A lot of times it's literally in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, like I work out half of the concepts. Before I even do them in my head, yeah, I don't know why it's just what it is. And um, I hate to say limited resources growing up, but you know, sitting in school for six to eight hours with no phone, and you know, that was my mental halfway halfway house because I was there with with kids who kind of really didn't give a 
a crap about their futures or however it was. And mm-hmm. so you're vulnerable to whatever's going on in there and then, you know, have no escape. So you got to always take it to your head. Um, <clears throat> and so in learning that skill, I kind of kept it. Um, and yeah, that's what I do. Like when I'm, when I'm all, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I yell and dump my scream. <laughs> I mean, me in your pillow, I mean, hey, you was a pillow screamer? It makes me human. No, no, I, don't, no. I don't do the pillow thing. I literally you like, just, will scream at people, and you know, it's not the best thing yeah, in the world. Not, not at people, but I, I, can, yeah. I, can, I can understand like yelling and screaming. I guess it kind of gets the frustration out. Yep. But I agree with the um, with the work at the thing. Well, like, you know, going going hard into your work. Like, when Sometimes I'm, whenever you just go and pick up you know, the camera just taking pictures. I won't necessarily go harder at it. I mean, I want to say like it kicks in like a ditty type of thing. Yeah. I haven't channeled that yet. But yeah, but, you don't got that like, kill switch. Yeah, I don't have that kill switch yet. But Shout out to I mean, Kobe. But I mean like, Boom. you know, as it is, like, I don't know. People, you guys can't even tell when I'm really, really angry. Because mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, if it gets me that angry, it's something that you guys don't even know about. No, nah, I, think, I think you get angry when you try to use big words. Like that that's the only time you're angry. When you try to use, you know, words outside of your vernacular. No, that's when I try not to cuss at you. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, that's, that's you know what I mean cuz I It's about I, the same though. If you if you're not trying use. to curse, then then you well, got yeah, it. Yeah, you know? but it's a different type of thing. But Yeah. So wait, so all right, we going we going to wrap it up with this one last question, you know, everybody at the table has to answer this. Okay. You, you okay, ready? You okay. ready for this? Yes, sir. It's a big one. What do you tell a person who is also suffering, you know, with their mental health, but feels that they have no fight left? So are we doing our different areas? What do you mean different areas? No, I just mean, answer the of, question. I mean, because we used to talk about three different things. I mean, just answer the question. How just you answer that question? Person, like, if, it was going like, some, was going like somebody is, nah, not even that, somebody is ready to end it all right now. What do you say to them? Like, like what, what, what do you say? What's your advice? What's on your heart, rather? Like, just just talk from the heart. Don't even think about what you're saying. Just speak from the um, heart. What I would say to a person. What I would say to a person who is going through a similar way, um, I would honestly tell them to, you know, expand all options. Don't just, until you've tried it all, like, don't just deal with it. I mean, don't just say, hey, I'm going to put a plug on myself. I'm going to chalk myself. And you haven't tried to deal with it at the root. Um, Because I feel like that's where a lot of people, a lot of people, um, a lot of people give up. But they haven't really dealt with it at the root of the problem. So that eats away at them because they're scared to deal with it. They don't know how to deal with it. But that's really, I really had to. Like, when I felt like I had no more fight is when I had a mental breakdown. Which when it was either I'm going to live a life of depression, be on medication, take years off my life because I'm not functioning correctly, or I'm going to articulate a message to my mom about how I felt. And honestly, it was in me pressing send. I felt... Not a hundred percent better, but I felt like I felt lighter, like wow. And then I was just waiting on a response because like I mean I really sent her a text message like I'm talking about it was everything. It was a long ass text message. 
And so in that pressing sin, it was like, now she knows. I dealt with it at the root. Let me see how I feel. When I pressed sin, I felt so much better. So I was just telling them to deal with it at the root. Don't give up. Um. Don't give up. Like, just deal with it at the root. Get it out your head on the paper. Like, that's what ideas, anything. You can say that works for, for innovators, entrepreneurs. Like, just get it out your head on the paper. You write about it, it'll help you. <coughs> Me next? All right, cool. So I got two things to say. Um, these analogies are kind of weird where I got them from, these quotes. But um, what I usually tell people, like like uh, Shiz said, like a lot of people come to me about their problems. You know, what I always tell people, four steps back, eight steps forward. Because, like, you get hit with a lot of stuff, you know. And people feel as though, you know, good is yet to come. Mm-hmm. But then it's like I try to tell myself this also, but it's like some when the good comes, it comes plentiful, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. so um and another thing was I watched the movie. I don't know if y'all seen it, it's called Sing. Like the whole um it's the whole little animated movie, blah blah blah. And yeah, it's it's weird, but it's on Netflix. Check it out. Yeah. But um, what he said was, "I hit rock bottom. When you hit rock bottom, what's the only way to go?" Oh, that's a fact. Ooh. Or under the rocks. Sean Smart. Don't. Like, why would you say that? That's a fact. That's a fact. So it's like when you think you at your lowest, it's the only way to go up. So it's like, just go up. That's what I'm saying. Shit gets hard, but what do you do? You keep fighting. You keep going through it, and sooner or later, you keep moving. It forward. might not be. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be the next week. It might not be the next month. Yeah. Damn. It might not even be the next this year, nigga. But that's it's gonna get better, bro. Yeah. Like, facts. It's always a brighter side. There's support no tunnel. There's no tunnel that's forever. Yeah. Facts. And when and you support find it, let system me know. is but there also is. a big factor. Like if even it wasn't the for the support, support yeah. If it wasn't for the support of y'all, my, like, even my little brother, even he ain't know, like, just that little, I'm proud of you, bro, or, for me, I see you doing that, I see you Shoot doing that, you that up. really, Shoot you up. it'll do it, and the constant support will really take it to a whole nother level, because I got people really counting on me at this point. That's a fact. So now the pride in me was like, okay, I'm not going to fail, because I've really got people counting on me and saying, yo, I need you to be successful. Not I want you to be I need you to be successful. And that alone, it drove me. That and my friend group. I mean, shout out to y'all. Shout out to TGF. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? I didn't tell everybody. You know, like it was with like the people. I don't know, because I talked about it. Like the one person I talked about it with. And I think because I was on vacation a little inebriated. Um, <laughs> I was talking to Charles. And I really told Charles, like, this is like right before school. And, you know, all that, like, just the affirmation, like, no, you're doing great. You're in the right direction. Not people just saying it, but people naming things, like, no, with this and this. Like, it really makes you feel like, okay, I do have a purpose. And now I'm just ready to get it popping. Word. You dick? I mean, in regards to the question... I don't think the end is near, <clears throat> but when is the end ever near? But before I leave, I have a poem for everyone. 
It's if we must die by Claude McKay. If we must die, let our blood. What am I saying? If we must die, let it not be like hogs hunted and penned in an inglorious spot. While round us bark the maddened, hungry dogs making their mock at our cursed lot. If we must die, oh, let us nobly die, that our precious blood not be shed in vain. Then even the monsters we defy shall be constrained to honor us, though dead. O oh, kinsmen, we must meet the common foe, though far outnumbered, let us show us brave. And for the thousand blows deal one death blow, but though before us lies the open grave. But like men, we'll face the murderous cowardly pack, pressed to the wall, dying but fighting back. And that was If We Must Die by Claude McKay. I mean, as for, as for me, um, you know, what I say to you guys, you, you don't have to see the whole staircase. You just got to take the first step. Um, like, it, you don't, you, like, there's no need to worry about your, your, your end goal, your end game, or anything like that. You just got to be willing to take that first step. And I promise you, once you take that first step towards something better, Shout to Martin Luther King. You will never. There's a quote. You will never. Uh, you will never want to turn back. Yo, next time, next time I say a quote, just let me rock. No, but um, no, you gotta give credit, good brother. I gotta give credit. Yeah, shout out to MLK for that. You know, that was his quote. You know, I tried to you know take it on the low. <laughs> but now, nah, all jokes aside, man. Um, amen, amen, amen. Crafty. Make sure you quote your sources. Yeah, yeah that's amen. a fact. Yeah. Yo, once again, like, um. And I'm here for everybody. If if anybody hearing this needs like needs anybody to like listen, like just listen to their problems, thoughts, you know, want to talk, uh, just hit me up. I am Brian Bennett. Uh, if you got my number, text my phone. Like you know, whatever the case may be, I'm here to help everybody. Man, send us uh, some videos and like something. something yeah, something, something Sean Morrison S underscore Morrison twenty four. Yeah, on Twitter, you, no IG. I yeah, was about to once say. Once you, no wait. Once you, once you hear this, like um. If you have any topics you you think we should talk about, any you know anything you want to start discuss, if you want to come up here and talk yourself, man, just you know, uh, once again, I am Brian Bennett on Instagram. Follow me, hit me up, send me a message, and, and I'll definitely get you up here. But before we go, because you know, I'm sorry for this being over an hour. I usually try to keep it under that. You know, if you some if you know someone struggling with a mental health issue, you don't really know what to do. Just put your arm around them. Uh, you know, not necessarily figuratively. Not not necessarily figuratively, but like, just just really be there for them. You know, uh, you know, people dealing with things that we're dealing with, you know, or even worse, it gets really tough, um, really quick, and 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 it's not always, uh, we don't always see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know. But um, yeah, just just pray for your friends, tell your friends you love them, check up on them, right. see how they're doing, and and you know, just keep your head up, keep hope alive, and you know, just keep moving forward. Right. Yo, it's your boy Carpe on campus coming at you live from Millennial Matters right now. Got the host with the most, B. Bennett. Once again, um, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. If you know anybody that needs that or if you're a person that needs that, feel free to call that number. Spread that word around. You may never know who actually needs it. Yeah, but that, you know, uh, I'm going to let Ian wrap it up. But, man, you know, peace and love to everybody out there. You know, we, we look forward to having you listen to us, you know, again on the next episode. But, yeah, man, y'all be safe, stay blessed, and that's that.